and welcome to Our Hidden Stories. I'm your host, Sharice Johnson. If we're honest, most of us live life through a social media highlight reel, only sharing parts of who we are with those around us. Well, today is an opportunity to not only listen, but to get out of the game of hide and seek we often play with ourselves. So sit back, get comfortable, and let's dive into today's episode. Because remember, there are always layers of hidden stories waiting to be told. Funny episode, great <laughs> episode. So if you haven't heard it, you are missing out. Go back, listen to it, um, and then catch up. All that being said, I do want to take a moment. We are days out from the judgment on Brianna Taylor, a beautiful black woman who was murdered while sleeping in her bed. If that's not a story that you're familiar with, you absolutely should be. But we want to take a moment just to acknowledge as Black women the hurt, the disappointment, and the the sadness. Those words aren't adequate, but I would not forgive myself if I wouldn't take a moment and honor her life and the fact that we are all still fighting for justice. Brianna Taylor was actually an EMT, which means that she spent a good portion of her life during the time that she was at least certified concerned about the health and welfare of men and women, which is mm-hmm. actually our, our focus for today. So first and foremost, thank you for coming back. <laughs> thank you for having me. <laughs> Absolutely. Back for more fun and shenanigans. Yes, um, yeah. But in all seriousness, this is an extremely important topic. I was talking with someone the other day even about the whole concept of wellness Mm -hmm. as a whole and really when we look at the history of wellness what we realize is it's a very Eurocentric term. Absolutely. And is a luxury and a privilege. That people are not aware of it being a privilege and a luxury Absolutely. that you can so very quickly, if you can, mm-hmm. I'll say that so very quickly, something is wrong with you, mm-hmm. be it emotionally or physically, that you can just pick up the phone and say, oh, I'll make an appointment yeah. and get that checked out. Right. Um, even if you, you know, your eyesight is going bad mm-hmm. or mm-hmm. there's a dental visit that's coming up or whatever the case may be. And you can say, oh, you know what? I'm going to put that on my schedule right. to check in with the doctor about that. Absolutely. That is an absolute privilege. Right. And it's a <laughs> privilege that is being taken away 
more and more mm -hmm. over the last few years. There have been constant changes yes. to everyone having equal access to quality care. So mm -hmm. let's also say, <laughs> even in places where yes. you may be afforded the small opportunity mm -hmm. to go to a physician, your options are limited. Correct. The amount of time that you might have to wait to get in to see someone and the kind of care that you get can absolutely be a crapshoot. Yes. Yes. So then there's that. Mm -hmm. So kind of one question I have or thought, in what ways do you feel like you've been personally let down by your access to adequate care? Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I like, feel like that's <laughs> like, yeah, such a loaded question on so many different dynamics. I'll, I'll say just personally, I think for me, um, because I was a social worker for years. I know the last time we talked, like I was, you know, kind of gave my early, early years and, and what am I going to do with this degree kind of deal. Um, and so being a social worker for over, I would say my, maybe 13 years, um, kind of puts you in a different dynamic of people. Mm -hmm. Across the board, I think people also, we talked about last time, people kind of have a preset idea of when I, when you kind of throw terms out and throw words out, yeah. well, what dynamic of people does that represent all? Right, right. Because <laughs> that there's no, um, you know, limitations on people being abused. Mm -hmm. So I think for me, um, I don't think I know for me my first kind of clear picture of inadequate care. Mm -hmm. Kind of when I went from having small children or being a case manager for smaller children and move to being a case manager for adolescents. Mm. Cause then that changes the dynamic. There's so many different trauma experiences that happen. Okay. And so then I started thinking about, well, when I go to the doctor, like, cause I think when you are a case manager, you're a therapist, you're working in that capacity, there's a natural ability to advocate for others. Right. That's your job. Yeah. To make sure somebody's getting the best care. And so then you, you oftentimes overlook, well, am I advocating for myself to receive mm. just as equal amount right. of care? And so I would just take it like the doctor. And then you go to places and you just you have this faith mm -hmm. that the doctor is going to give you the right information. Yes. And they're, gonna, they're caring for you in the same capacity that they would be caring for your white counterparts mm -hmm. let's just be honest with right. that um and so I remember distinctly one of the things that was a clear picture for me because I know people like to throw out like well it maybe it wasn't the same like they try to be have all of these different components and dynamics right minimize so minimize, they try to minimize right, where right. maybe that was an exception to the rule correct that, you experienced that was a unique experience of, all, yeah, all doctors aren't like that da, da, da. okay so I actually have an incident that happened um and it was the same doctor mm -hmm. actually the same condition wow um and I was retelling the story just recently to one of my daughters because they had not that issue but they had a doctor give them some information and I was trying to teach daughters yeah Black women, mm -hmm. um, how to advocate for themselves in a doctor's office. So this particular incident happened, I would say, maybe 17 years ago. Wow. And I was having a issue with my menstruation. It was just 
for lack of a better term, I was bleeding all the time. Mm, okay. Um, and in pain. And so I was going to see a doctor and I loved her. I'm not, I'm not saying that I didn't have a good relationship with her, a good rapport with her. And she was helping me. And so what I found out just by talking to another woman who happened to be white that was having the same issue said to me, well, you should go see Dr. So-and-so. She has been great for me. And when she said it, I said, that is my doctor. Oh, and I said, so what is she doing for you differently? She goes on to tell me about this procedure that she had done right when she first mentioned it. Now, I had been suffering for almost two years. She told me she suffered for maybe six months. Unbelievable. Um, and then there was a surgery option presented to her. Mm-hmm. And she said, yeah, girl, you know, I stayed in the hospital for like two days. Well, she, she didn't say it wasn't, to, it was an overnight. She mm-hmm. went, she stayed in the hospital overnight because okay. um, she said, I just, I needed the rest mm-hmm. and I had just had a baby and I, I just needed the rest. Oh. <laughs> like, okay, I, I have to say something right there because my mind goes just, to like, mm-hmm. wow, wow, oh, you needed the rest and that became an option. option? Like someone stepped in and did something, did something that allowed you to, 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 to be have that? Uncorrect. But there's so mm-hmm. many accounts and there's so much research mm-hmm. that speaks to exactly what you're talking about, yes. where people can have the exact same issue exact same. and a mm-hmm. white woman and a woman of color or a black woman mm-hmm. will receive completely different care. Correct. I'll be honest. <laughs> first time I know of a situation where it's the same doctor mm-hmm. and I actually went back to the doctor when she told me that I went back to the doctor and mentioned the procedure mm-hmm. just as a visit because I was going to see her like every three months because the issue was the issue mm-hmm. um and so I mentioned she was like oh yeah we can do that it's an outpatient procedure oh so you don't get the option to have the rest so she said so she told me all she gave me all the lineup and she said and she actually said to me yeah, we can schedule you and you can like block off some time because again, working social work at the time. She's like, you can block off some time and I can get you in here like maybe on a two hour lunch break. And we can get it done. And I said to her now, <laughs> I want to take a moment to say, had I not had the prior conversation mm-hmm. with the lady, yeah, I would not have known. I would have accepted that from her. So true. Because the rapport with her was she's doing the best option for me. Mm-hmm. So if she had said to me, my doctor, this is a simple procedure, outpatient, two hours, I can have you in and out and you can go back to work. I would have said, okay. And thought, this is so great and so wonderful. Right. It can fit in my schedule. But, but I would have pushed through pain and pushed through that's what I'm saying, everything else. Yes. The difference in expectation of Correct. just being a worker horse, you know, I can fit you in because I know that you wouldn't want to finish work versus saying, what do you need? Right. You know, do we need to make this? That's possible, but it's also possible to do to this. Do this. Mm-hmm. And I said to her, I said, and so what I think. I'm going to need is a full day. And so I can come on a Friday morning and take a full day off work. Mm -hmm. And then I'll have the weekend to recover. Mm -hmm. 
And she was very, she was like, oh, sure, we can do that as well. Yeah. But that wasn't the first option that she gave me. And I remember after having the procedure done, and she came in after kind of the recovery period, and she was just like, and so, you know, if you have any kind of pain, you know, you can just take some over-the-counter Tylenol. I said, or you can write me something. Yeah. Because um, just for lack of a better word, I know we have all, you know, you have mature listeners. Um, so just for, like, I was like, you just scrape my entire uterus Correct. out. Right. That's, and you tell me you take Tylenol. <laughs> to take Tylenol if I'm, if I'm going to be in pain. Well, we can, I'm in pain right now, actually. But then, so. again, I wonder how much that message that absolutely is in medical books, historically, absolutely. that says that black women... Mm-hmm. don't experience pain, pain and then it is shifted to maybe they don't experience as much, much pain, pain. Mm-hmm. even though that's no longer showing up written correct you know it correct. gets us into where mm-hmm. is that implicit bias yes still a huge part of managed care and then i also want to know for anybody listening you had to give yourself permission to advocate right because sometimes that we part. know information that part yeah. right uh-huh. And we still don't think we have the right to speak up, to speak up, mm-hmm. or to say what we want, right, or deserve. Yeah, and that is so much more challenging mm-hmm. than people can ever imagine. Correct, because I used to always think, and actually, and it's not a used to. Like I still think the amount of fight that people of color experience mm-hmm. within a twenty-four hour time frame right Mm -hmm. just the amount of fight Mm -hmm. um of and when I say fight I mean advocacy yeah just to have to advocate for every single thing Mm -hmm. like some of the time I would just like for a doctor to be like oh okay we see this 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 and this is wrong Mm -hmm. and so this 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 and this is going to be the protocol and not me having to research and and ask people that I know in the medical field before I even go to the doctor so that I can make sure Mm -hmm. that I'm receiving the right amount of care. Like that's just, that's that's what I'm saying. Like that level of energy that's Mm -hmm. put forth Mm -hmm. to advocate for physical and mental well-being is exhausting. But it also brings up another point. What about the black women or women of color who don't even know or have friends in the medical field, or know other people to ask about before you go. Because what I'm hearing from you is you pretty much have recognized that being an advocate for yourself means that before you even go to the doctor, (laughs) you need to find out and know everything Mm -hmm. you possibly can before you get there. Before I get there. And raising four girls, having to know for them before we get there. And then having to say to them, now that they're at a place of young adulthood, um, saying to them, when you go, just because they say this is an option, it may not be the best option for you. Right. So you don't have to receive it the first time. You can ask for more. You can ask for longer to make a decision. Mm -hmm. You can advocate for yourself because I'm not going to always be there to kind of say, No, we're not doing that. No, I don't think that's the best option for right now. Can we have some time to think? Can we, you know? Which is also very scary for a young adult. You know, so they're already feeling this power differential of age and 
this is the first time, mm -hmm. you know, I'm having this experience. Mm -hmm. We're currently in the middle of a pandemic that doesn't allow often for a right. parent or right. a companion or someone to go. To go. So mm -hmm. there's layers upon layers, layers. of anxiety mm -hmm. around how do you navigate that? When you said you were talking to someone and if it wasn't for that conversation, you wouldn't have that information. How do you believe that other white women who have greater access to healthcare, well-being, protocols, physicians can play a part? Um, I think, first off, I think that it is very important for the people in your circle to not all look like you. And so then you'll have a clear understanding when you're just having general conversation about things. Hey, I went to the eye doctor or, hey, you know, I think I might have found a lump or, hey, I think I might have this issue. Then they are kind of saying, well, I can't believe you are still dealing with that. Yeah. I went and they gave me something and I was done with that, like, you know, within 30 days. And I can't believe it's been nine months and you're still dealing with the same issue. Mm -hmm. I think that opens a dialogue when you people within your circle don't all look like you. Yeah. Then you start having conversations around a lot of things mm -hmm. that can kind of shed light yeah. to somebody that is not getting the adequate care to kind of second guess and go, well, wait a minute. Mm -hmm. Next time I go, I'm going to ask about that. Yeah. Or on the flip side for, you know, our white counterparts to kind of say, well, that kind of sucks. That I received that treatment right. and you didn't. And I think, just like you were saying earlier, to not minimize that. Mm -hmm. To not say, well, well, my doctor is great, yeah. so you should go to my doctor. Sure. You know, because that then becomes a thing. It's not the doctor. Yeah. It's, it's the practice. True. Well, and then even the next question, you know, she gave you information, which mm -hmm. was helpful. But that next step would also be, let's say, I hear you say you're having an issue I'm having a better experience. Also being able to go, what's that been like for you? Yes. I can't even imagine how hard that has been that you're struggling with this. Mm -hmm. Correct. Correct. Or even saying, or how can I, you know what, I, I did, and we're not telling anybody to diagnose anybody sure. or, or to give out any kind of unsolicited medical advice, but it is helpful when you say, to someone, I'm dealing with this, and if they have received better services or better care or they have more information mm -hmm. to say, to empathize, and then say, well, you know what, next time you go, mm -hmm. you should probably ask about X, Y, and Z. Yeah. Um, yeah. Because that's, that has been something that has helped me. Mm -hmm. So you should ask them mm -hmm. if that's an option for you. Right. Because um, I think, again, our general conversation when we were talking she just assumed that I would be offered that same thing sure. because it was the same doctor and we were literally experiencing the exact, the same, exact thing. same thing. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, and it's the assumption of, oh, what is happening for me surely is happening, happening for everybody else. Yes. yes. And recognizing that that is often <laughs> not, not the, case. the case or the situation. As a parent, as a mom, What's the hardest or most challenging aspect of trying to teach your girls mm -hmm. to be an advocate for themselves, also knowing right now we're in a season where there can be a lot of fear around speaking up or is my voice equal 
as they're seeing all of these pieces that look very similar to them not be treated with dignity. Yeah. It is very difficult. Um, I struggle. I struggle with taking my hands off and letting them. um, Of course, now, in the midst of everything medical that's going on, and of course, when they reach a certain age, you you have to have all types of permission anyway. Mm -hmm. Um, And some of my children advocate for themselves better than others um that's a whole other <laughs> <laughs> yeah i think we as women in general Absolutely. advocate for yeah, ourselves based on temperament yeah, or based personality. on personality yeah um and so some of them i do have to prepare like da 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 like do this do this do this do this before they go and kind of and then oftentimes they come back and i'm still like what do you what do you mean you didn't even ask you didn't even yeah. say you didn't even yeah. you know kind of deal but i also think that where we are right now mm-hmm. um in the climate that we're in continues to send the message to black girls mm-hmm. brown girls mm-hmm. that your voice and your opinion don't even matter anyway yeah like your life is of less value mm-hmm. in the world that we live in mm-hmm. so then that puts them in a place that if i'm constantly getting that message mm-hmm. And I'm constantly receiving that message from everywhere, right. not just one space. Yes. From everywhere. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, I can, my girls can wear something and it's considered ratchet and ghetto and they can get, have their hair a certain way. Yeah. And then somebody else can do it. Mm-hmm. And it's a new trend. Right. And so they're constantly being told the things that they do are of no value, mm-hmm. which kind of says to them, I'm of no value. Yeah. And so if we're not constantly putting that back in, that you have a voice, mm-hmm. your voice is valued, um, your life is valued. If we're not constantly putting that back in, then they can go in any platform or anywhere and have somebody say, uh, just yeah. kind of brush them off, yeah. push them to the side. That takes advocacy to a completely different mm-hmm. aspect. Like You have this dual av- advocacy that's constantly going on as a black or brown mom. So you are right. working through... Your own, Your own constant stuff. pieces of things that you're dealing <laughs> yes. with. Yes. But you can only do that for a second because mm-hmm. if you have daughters and perhaps even sons. Right. Then you're also having to keep a very steady eye on how much of this are they taking in because I need to also protect them or maybe give them what wasn't given to us. Right. Growing mm-hmm. up. Yeah. You know? We're not that old, but we definitely <laughs> old enough, <laughs> old enough that, but we were yeah. brought up, you know, or at least I was, I'll speak for myself in a time where you were taught directly and indirectly not to question someone Correct. who was a physician mm-hmm. um, or authority. just an authority. Mm-hmm. It was, you need to trust what they mm-hmm. say. So the concept of advocating for yourself is still very much a conflict yeah. For a lot of people. And I also want to say if you're around someone, not you in particular, but somebody that's listening, and you see someone that is what you may think dramatically advocating for themselves, there's a backstory. Correct. They are at a place <laughs> of exhaustion and desperation mm-hmm. if they're mm-hmm. making it a big deal. So listen differently. If you hear someone yes. talking about the same topic. Like, oh, every time I'm around them, they're talking about their mm-hmm. health. Ask them It's why. important to it's them. It's important. Mm-hmm. To and them. they're obviously not being heard on yeah. other platforms that they feel like, now I need to say it again, yeah. that this is what's going on with me, mm-hmm. physically or mentally. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. What would help make 
the process of engaging with the medical community easier for you? Like, I'm definitely not going to go, what's the solution? Because if we yeah. knew, we would not be having this <laughs> conversation. I mean, well, that's not true. We know. We, but right, we right, right. But anyway, for you in particular, mm-hmm. what are some of the small or big things that would just make your experience, and whether it's mental or physical, quote, unquote, wellness, just better? Um, I know for me, I know we, we talked about it a little, a little last time about how we filter ourselves mm-hmm. a lot, um, because we want to be perceived as friendly, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> we don't want to go places and be the typical angry black woman, right? Um, with the attitude, mm-hmm. um, hostile, aggressive, um, because that's kind of how we're painted anyway. Mm-hmm. And so I've learned just on my journey of the last three years or so just mm-hmm. medically of dealing with some things that I don't care. Yeah. I just real talk. Like I don't, can't. I can't care that much about how you're going to perceive me mm-hmm. because I could die. Mm-hmm. And then I'm going to be like, Oh, well I was too meek to make the doctor mm-hmm. pay attention to something. And, um, and so, and I've been, I, I push back. When I go to the doctor, I use sarcasm a lot. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, not me. You. <laughs> um, it's my tool of choice. That's okay. okay. That is um, okay. And so I do find myself being very sarcastic with the doctor. Mm-hmm. Um, just more recently, I had something happen, and the doctor had prescribed me um, melatonin and. Oh. Um, magnesium. Like that's even a prescription. You can right. go to like GNC and Seriously. get it. Seriously. Oh. And so delivered by Instacart. Right. What in the world? And so I went back and the issue had progressed. But but the doctor just kind of said, Well, we're just gonna try this for like 45 days and see how it goes. It's you know. So I went back and the, the situation had um, progressed. And so she's just like, Okay, so we're gonna increase this particular thing and and then we're going to do this and I'm going to make this referral. And I kind of, I said, well, we can, I guess we can make a note that that melatonin didn't work. <laughs> right. <laughs> Just say that Please right now. Please make sure you update the Update record. that. that, that, yes. that. Also okay. that magnesium ain't yeah. cutting it. Nothing and then she kind of gave me kind of the side eye. She was like, Octavia. And I was like, well, yeah. <laughs> kind of deal. But and I'm also so, going to point out that what mm-hmm. you're doing, I, I was almost going to say, is the sarcasm for you or is it for them? Maybe a little bit of both, but it becomes the only way that you sometimes mm-hmm. can actually say what you need to, right? And it be slightly disarmed. Correct. Because like just it, with a little, yeah, just a little, a little hint of humor. Yeah. Um. When it's really not funny. When it's really not so, funny, because you shouldn't have given me that right. forty-five days ago. Yeah, you yeah. should have been at this place forty-five days ago. Mm-hmm. Um. So, and then I just kind of, and then now she's kind of in a knee-jerk moment mm-hmm. of wanting to do and I'm also saying um and so what we're, we're not doing all of that yeah we're gonna do this I'm comfortable with and I've learned just from years of social work mm-hmm. of not to say flat out what you're not going to do to sure. a medical professional especially yeah. for children mm-hmm. um as as opposed to saying what you are willing to do mm-hmm. what you're willing to try mm-hmm. and what you would be willing to try at a later date right um, Which is good language. Yes. But then I also hear <laughs> at that point you guys have this tension going Correct. on where someone who is intended to be support and care mm-hmm. now is 
a negotiator. A negotiator for your health. For your health. For your health. <laughs> and just even the aspect mm-hmm. of, man, where can you go mm-hmm. and feel like you're cared for and supported? You said one thing because you have this way of like saying really tough things super, mm-hmm. super fast and with a smile mm-hmm. on your face. To make it seem light. To make like it seem light. Like I just had to give you something heavy. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, you were like, because I have to go in strong because I could die. Correct. And I want to let that hang mm-hmm. because that's true. It's true. It's true. Because high blood pressure and heart disease Correct. are the leading cause of death leading in black women. Leading cause of death in black women. Yes. But it is pulled along in this really painful Painful. Process, treated it's with magnesium and right. melatonin. Mm-hmm. It's hereditary. It yeah. th- we're just going to give you this. And, then, and so we're right. just kind of labeled. Yeah. And then they just kind of say, well, we're just going to try this and then let's see how this works. And we're going to try this and see how this works. And so I'm kind of at a place in my journey where I am like, so we're done Mm -hmm. with trying all of these things. Right. Because I'm thinking, you know, if it really truly is, Mm -hmm. if we're reading the the data, right. Mm -hmm. And we know that if I know that heart disease, you know, heart Mm -hmm. attacks are the leading cause for black women. And I am at risk. Mm-hmm. Then I don't have time for the doctor to be playing around. Yeah. With me. Yeah. There's no urgency right. there to mm-hmm. let me address this. Right. Our lives as the black community are in danger. In danger. As black <laughs> women on an even more significant level, mm-hmm. our lives are in danger. Right. Both on a physical level, whether that's harm that can come to us by nature of being in or outside of our homes Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. or medically or mentally. Right. You know, we haven't even gotten into that's a whole other thing. thing, You know, the trauma on top of trauma on top of trauma that then affects Um, you physically. Correct. Mm -hmm. You know, which is also why we're seeing that 60 to 70 percent of the individuals who have died from COVID are from the people of color community. Correct. Because we're already coming in with mm-hmm. a system that is overridden and overwhelmed. And I right. want to acknowledge that's not because we don't care for ourselves. Correct. Say that. So it is not that. It that is, is not, it not is, why it a is majority not. of individuals mm-hmm. are in the physical place that they're right. in. And I want to call out and challenge mm-hmm. that perception. Mm-hmm. There's so much to it when it comes to access to care, access to yes clean food sources and water sources, mm-hmm. access to fresh air and activity. Right. And let's just say, right, because I, we, we say that um, about the, you know, underfunded, because I do like to say underfunded mm-hmm. and not inner city because those communities are underfunded. Right, right. <laughs> so um, I am talking about my struggles that I'm having going to the doctor, recognizing that it is a privilege for me to be able to pull my Blue Cross Blue Shield card out right. and go. Yeah. And still not wanting to go because of the fight yeah. that I will have, that I already know. Mm-hmm. Building up to the appointment, I right. already know I'm going to have to go in mm-hmm. with this strong front, mm-hmm. 
of what I'm willing to accept and what I'm willing not to accept for my health. Mm-hmm. Who wants that? Yeah. And then you got to work every day. You got a family to take care of. Mm-hmm. You have kids to take care of. You have dinner to cook. You got to make sure what people eat. And so now that experience of being able to say, oh, I'm going to go to the doctor mm-hmm. for a six-month checkup or a follow-up visit turns into like, you know, mm-hmm. let me put my gloves on and be ready, ready, ready yeah. when I walk in. Which Who wants that next for a $15 copay? Well, and it's so not even it's so not even you want it. You got to have the capacity to even cor- get there. To you do have it. to wake up and go, okay, on everything else Correct. that you're carrying, Correct. do you have enough strength to right. also take on this fight? And so some people are backing away from it because they literally... Are at capacity. At, at capacity. Like, already I, over I just cannot. Yeah. You know, I my favorite line, I am a um of course Southern girl by heart. So there is this old movie, like I think it was like 95, 96. Um Julia Roberts were, was in it. I think it's called like something to talk about, I think. I can't remember. But in oh, the no. movie, um she literally says, like it's it's a whole dynamic in the movie, but my favorite line in the movie is she says to the person, um, she's kind of given a list of all the things that she has to do. Mm-hmm. She's in the midst of a divorce or a separation or something. She's kind of given a list of all the things that she has to do and she goes. And so I do not have time for the nervous breakdown that I deserve. Mm, yes. And so I feel like Such that often. Yeah. Right. I just do not have time. And most women don't right. have time mm-hmm. for the mental rest. Mm-hmm. That their body requires to recover yeah. for just the next day. Yeah. And I also think that that's something that other cultures take for granted. Mm-hmm. The ability to rest. Yeah. The ability to ask for rest. Mm-hmm. I, I asked to stay in the hospital. Right. For a day. Like the ability to even ask for that mm-hmm. is a privilege. But you also had to be in a situation at that point in your life where it was even possible. Correct. Because some may want to ask, but then also go, but that's not possible, possible. because of all the responsibilities that I right. have, you know? Yeah. If you are a non-BIPOC person um, and you're listening to this, I want you to continue to challenge yourself to treat the people of color, the women, the black women in your life differently. Yes. You know, and so a lot of times people will ask, well, what can I do you can find out how they're doing and not in the cliche, well, how are you? Right. But be specific. How's your health? Correct. How are you sleeping? <laughs> are you eating okay? okay? Is there a way that I can support you in finding rest? Yes, in finding rest. Then it's up to them or us right. to decide how comfortable we mm-hmm. feel. Mm-hmm. But sometimes even somebody just Asking you that question mm-hmm. reminds you like, oh, wait, I'm actually not doing any of those things. Yes. So that yes. helps kind of kind of remind you that because also when you are again, I don't want to kind of open up that door. But also when you are experiencing or in the midst of or trying to even recover from repeated trauma, mm-hmm. um, your body communicates that to you in so many different ways. Absolutely. You can have a headache, you can have a stomach ache, you can have an upset stomach, you can, you know, not want to sleep, you can want to sleep too much. There's so many different dynamics. Mm-hmm. So when somebody points that out to you, like you're saying, like if I'm, you're asking me, mm-hmm. 
Um, and I say to you just in general conversation, mm-hmm. you know, I haven't had an appetite for the last, you know, yes. few days. I don't know what that's all about to just, mm-hmm. again, for your friends that are women of color yeah. to just not let somebody bulldoze or straight through that yeah. to just kind of circle back. Right. Let's talk about why you haven't been eating. Yeah. What's going on with that? Mm-hmm. Are you just not hungry in the morning? Mm-hmm. Are you waking? Are you not sleeping at night? Like to just kind of be there and pull your sisters yes. Yes. <laughs> into a place of yeah. rest with you. And you said something that I was going to kind of say in conclusion too, is be consistent with being there. Yes. So know that the first time that you may reach out to your sisters of color, <laughs> they may not open the door with floodgates and allow you to support them right. because we are typically not very used to being supported. <laughs> so it's, yeah. It's odd and it's mm-hmm. uncomfortable, and yeah. we're not. Trusting. And we don't know what your motives are with that. Correct. I you might be. Say, we don't. You trying to cushion me up to ask me to do yes. something, and so I don't. I don't want that either. But so yeah. When mm-hmm. someone is consistent, then it lets me know. Oh, you don't want anything from me. You actually yeah. care, and so be consistent with checking on your sisters of color in yes. your life. Yes. Don't let it be after somebody died. Mm-hmm. Don't let it just be. Those moments are good. Don't yeah, get me wrong. That, yeah, they're they helpful. But it's the other moments mm-hmm. when everyone else has gone back to their lives, right? And we're still holding all of that trauma, packed on with all the other years <laughs> and generations yeah. of yeah. trauma that's showing up in every facet of our lives. That we still need to be pulled in yeah. to community and reminded that we matter correct you know correct we don't just want to hear that we matter we need to be shown that that we we matter matter. right that makes a huge difference thank you for joining us today these conversations i don't care if anyone else needs them they have been so valuable for me and for me yeah, just to have this space to be honest and real. Um, don't be just a listener. I always encourage you to take what you hear and do something with it. So until we meet again, have a great one.